Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, we are blessed. We are so blessed as we are ending towards the end of our week. But we're able to, thank God, Baruch Hashem, we are able to, thank you very much, we are able to live another day and to exist another day. As, as we know and as we've been saying and we, we try and always say to remind ourselves what life is about and a person wakes up in the morning and he starts off his day and he is blessed by the opportunity to, to have another day, to make choices, to make decisions, to make decisions how to look at people, to make decisions how to look at oneself. And I think that's the key. We spoke about that a little bit yesterday. How, how uh, Adam is someone who makes decisions. It has Bechira. And um, I actually saw there were a few things posted on the chat that were so nogea uh, to what we talk about all the time. Um, 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 one, one I think was... Where is it? Oh, amazing. Right, Avrami Fogel, I don't know if Avrami Fogel mentioned, yeah, Avrami Fogel put on the chat, a negative mind will never give you a positive life. And that's why we start off uh, trying to start off our day with positivity. And, and I want to be very clear, we've spoken about this many times, I want to say this over. If you have a negative mind, the way to help your negative mind is not to to say, oh, you have a negative mind. Why? Because that's a negative statement. To say, oh, you're being negative. You can say, or to say, oh, be positive, right? Imagine going over to somebody and say, oh, well, why don't you be more positive? That's a very negative statement. If you say, oh, it's okay that you have a negative mind. Okay, it's okay that I'm having negative thoughts. That's a very good way for a person to work on his negative thinking. Um, there was another um, quote also that I thought was, oh, here it is. Um, this is by someone very, very special who's on the chat and who's uh, connected to the yeshiva in many ways. And they wrote, the happiest people I know, right? all of us want happiness. The happiest people I know are always evaluating and improving themselves. Happy people are pushing and pushing and pushing. The unhappy people are usually evaluating and judging others. They're more focused on others. That's what we spoke about yesterday also. A happy person and a person who's working on himself, and it's sometimes difficult. It's difficult. But, but, but their focus is on themselves. Their focus is on improving themselves. And they take opportunities. They take things that happen to them, that happen to them, and they say, it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And now when a person looks, looks at that, and a person's able, and it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard, right? It, it, it is hard. It, is, it can be challenging. But when a, person, when a person understands that everything happened for me, it happened for me, so then what it does to me is it helps me say instead of it happened to me, it happened for me, so then, then I use that situation, I use that person, I use that whatever it might be, in order to help me grow. And when you're growing, as we always say from Shamsur followers, Sameach is Sameach. 
It means you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. You know, it's a word. It's a word. Maybe we'll we'll talk about another time. I don't want to get into it right now so much. But I'm saying the word happy. That's why Hebrew, the language, the Hebrew language is a is the reality of something. Simcha, right? Happy is different than simcha, right? Uh, uh, happiness is people define it very differently. There's they talk about joy. The difference between joy and happiness. I don't know if that's a Latin thing. Could be it's a Latin thing where the words come from. But the point is the Torah. There's gila, arena, ditz, v'chedva, avava. There's there's there are different types of uh, joy, happiness. Dot dot dot. There are even more. I don't know elation. I'm sure in English also lahavdal, lahavdal. There are words um, that are happy. But the point is, my point is. Is that is that our definition of of what simcha is and what a life of happiness is? Um, we've been brainwashed. We've been brainwashed uh, by 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 our cultures and our goal. The goal in life is uh, the goal in life. If you want true simcha, you want true happiness, then the Torah and Hashem designed. Hashem is the one who created us. Hashem is the one who created the world. Hashem is the one who gave us. The, the map and the guidelines how to navigate the best in this world. And he tells us, you know what? You want to be, quote-unquote, I'm saying, quote-unquote, happy, then you need, to, you need to push yourself. You need to be growing. And the proof is, and then I'll, I know a few hands were up, the proof is, the proof is, and I've said this many, many times, I've never met someone who is doing, who's not growing, and who's giving into his desires and who's being lazy? Never, never met a guy who's sitting around who's lazy, who's happy. Never met a guy like that. I've over the people who are happy. The people who are happy are the people who are grinding. It doesn't mean they're not. It doesn't mean they're not. Um, doesn't mean that, that it's not hard for them. It doesn't mean that they're not being, maybe maybe being challenged. I'll bring you a proof. When you're not being challenged, I, I've had many times guys sitting with with Hevra talking to them and saying, oh, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm being challenged. So you're like bored, you're, you're, you're sad a little bit. When you're challenged, then, whoa, I want to challenge. I want to challenge. Um, sorry, Josh, I don't know if you saw the, 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 the chat, but uh, it's too late because you walked into the base manager. I said, for sure I wouldn't see Josh. I, we could give a standing ovation and a clap for Josh Salmon every day. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean yeah. Every day. I, I want to say, I want to say, I, 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 my point was not to give him a standing ovation, even though it is well-deserved, well-deserved. My point is, my point is every day, Josh Salmon, I want to tell you something. When I saw that from uh, Rafi writing it on the chat, I'm, not, I'm saying this mamish for real. I was not, I just want to tell you something. Josh Salmon, get to know Josh Salmon. I want to just say one thing. Josh, mixat shvachay befanov. I was not, I was not surprised. I didn't even flinch. I wasn't like, well, what, what happened was, here, we'll read it. For anyone who didn't read it, it's good. It's good. And it's not because he's in the army. It's not because he's in the army. I want to be very, very clear. It's not because he's in the army and he's in an elite unit in the army. It's because he's Josh Samet. That's why he's an elite group in the, in the difference. You know what I'm saying? It's not that, oh, uh, the army. I'm not, 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 I'm not being misalzal in the army. I'm just saying it's not the army that made Josh Salmon who Josh Salmon is. Josh Salmon makes him 
who he is. Right? And uh, what's amazing is, here, here it is. Last night we had a wedding in their garden. Right? You should have many simchas in your house. By the end of it, it looked, well, how I was actually there. I was there before, before the, the angel came to do his thing. Um, and it was like after a wedding in a backyard. I don't know if anyone knows what that looks like, but you can imagine. How, oh, you wrote it. How a place looks after a wedding. Plus all the wetness, the mud, when it's raining all day. And I wasn't really up to staying at night, the point to clean up the mess. Which, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbi Rafi Shach will give another one. He has a wedding, his house cleaning up with his wife, giving a wedding, getting a backyard. He was cleaning up. That's that. Yeah, yeah. What? You did clean up. He clear, I was there. Well, it's so good, right? Always passing the, the cover to others, how it places, right? I wasn't really up to staying up. When I woke up this morning, the place was cleaner than it was before the wedding. A tzaddik by the name of Josh Samet came over on his own. On his own. On his own. He spent who knows how long, partly in the rain, cleaning it all up. Wow, what an inspiration Thank you, Josh. First of all, thank you for, for posting that. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm not joking. When I saw this at 9.34 this morning, I literally, I literally was like, yeah, that's, that's Josh. That's, uh, and, and I want to say sorry, Josh, for doing this right to you. But uh, sorry, it's, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> not my fault, right? Talk about pointing, blaming others, right? Um, um, I, I, I want to say something. It's, exa- it's a segue to what we're talking about. It's literally what we're talking about. It's literally what we're talking about. When you work hard and you push yourself and you do for others and you're looking to help others and you're not looking and it's hard because sometimes your day is a rainy day. And like we said yesterday, the rain is from within. The rain is from within. And when you recognize my sadness, my, my things, whatever I'm dealing with are from within from within, and nobody outside can do anything to me. Nobody outside can do anything to me. And it's hard sometimes to live like that because we're brought up that, oh, it's my brother's fault, my uncle's fault, my mother's fault, my rebbe's fault, my this and that and that, whatever it is. And, 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 that, and there's nothing wrong with that, that's very normal. But when you learn to really, really take full responsibility for your life and to change and to grow, that's that's when you're a person who's, who's smiling on the inside. And when you smile on the inside, you begin to smile on the outside as well. So that's a great... Oh, I'm sorry, there were a few hands. Uh, ben C., we'll start with you. I, I, yes, please, or... Yeah. I was going to ask for everybody what meant by happiness. Yeah, yeah, I... I Baruch Shekivanti, yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, you, have to, you have to learn... The, like I've said this, you've heard this from me, Ben C., many times, right? I want to be happy. Well... How many books have you read on happiness? So why do you expect to be happy if you don't even know yet what the definition of happiness is? So maybe, and I've had this many times with people, maybe you're actually really happy. Just your illusion of what happiness is, is not, uh, right? Like I've had that with anxiety as well. Anxiety. Oh, I got anxiety. What, what's the first thing you know about anxiety? You don't know about anxiety. Learn about anxiety. You know what? If you learn in, in, uh, about anxiety in, in, um, in uh, Finding Serenity, it was the first book I read over 20-something years ago about, about anxiety. Finding the Serenity, I gave it over here. It's flo- floated around. Ask Jimmy Klaus about it. 
Finding Serenity in the Age of... I think a few of you have read it. Finding Serenity in an Age of Anxiety. One of the things he says very clearly is that there is normal, healthy anxiety. Right? I spoke to someone the other day. Right? He's telling me, oh, this happened to him, and this happened to him, and this happened to him, this happened, and he's feeling anxious. I'm like, wow, Baruch Hashem. Because if this happened to you, and 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 you weren't feeling anxious, I'd, I'd check you in. I'd be worried about you. So it's normal that you're anxious. The guy says, oh, I walk in, right? Social anxiety. I love talking about social anxiety. A guy says, oh, I'm in yeshiva. I go into the dining room. I go into this big place. I go into a wedding, and there are hundreds of people there, and I'm getting anxiety. Good. You're supposed to have anxiety when you're, when you're you know, feeling a little bit uncomfortable. That's why you go straight to the bar. Because I don't want to feel that. No, but it's normal to feel that. Okay, I'm not saying that there aren't extreme cases. I'm not saying that there aren't cases that if someone, you know, literally, uh, you know, trembles if he talks to, like, you know, a, a little kid, then you might have to understand why you're trembling when you're talking to a little kid. And that's okay. You'll deal with that. You'll deal with that. But the point is, um, I totally forgot my point. Sorry. Getting a little... Reading. Right. Reading. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. You have to understand it first. And once you understand it first, and you define it. Thank you, Rav Bensi, Hatzadik. Right? When you define it and you understand it, then you can say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm actually, like, very happy. I'm actually, like, um, good with anxiety. Like, that's great. Because why is, why is everybody talking about anxiety? Everyone's anxiety. It's very popular. Anxiety. I love talking about it. One of the reasons I think I'm getting back at anxiety by talking about it so much. Because when I was your age, right, I don't even know if we knew what anxiety was. I called it like a buzz because I have it over here. When I get anxiety, I have it right in my chest over here. And I, was, I called it like the buzz. The buzz. I speak, I got this like buzz, this thing. It feels weird. I think then someone told me, oh, that's anxiety. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then you read about it, blah, 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 blah. So I think I like talking about it because, first of all, that's how you get, get rid of anxiety is the more you talk about it and the more you just... You know, break it down. You break it down. Oh, but what, my point was this. Why is everybody talking about anxiety? Because everyone's got anxiety. Wait, so one second. Hold up. So everybody has anxiety. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Everybody has anxiety. A lot of people have anxiety. So that means that it's okay to have anxiety. It means it's normal to have anxiety. So it's like the exact opposite of what anxiety does. So anxiety isolates you and makes you weird or something like that. Meanwhile, I could talk freely about anxiety because I know that everyone's like, oh, cool. We're talking about anxiety. I love that. Why? Because we all have anxiety. But if I talk about something else, I'd be like, whoa. I'd be a little bit nervous. Like, oh, right. Doesn't everybody have that problem with, uh, I don't know, I would make something up, you know, with light bulbs, right? And everybody would be like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, right? I'm not talking about my issues with light bulbs because that would be weird. So I don't have issues with light bulbs. I'm just saying, I'm giving that as an example of something that, that is something maybe strange. So then... You can maybe have anxiety about that. Then, then that would be appropriate anxiety. Okay. Shkayach. Uh, we didn't begin, but let's go. Yes, go, please. Uh, go. You guys pass it around, however you want to do it. I'm going to actually make a bracha first. Baruch atah adenai. Eloheinu melech alam shahakol nevet Rabbi, is it better to label anxiety or something like that? Right, so I. Because if you label it, then it uses an excuse. Right. 
So, so it's usually the opposite, meaning I, one of the things I, even though I now spoke about anxiety, one of the things that many of you have heard from me is that when I'm speaking to someone about anxiety, I don't let them use the word anxiety. It's the exact opposite. I wouldn't say buzz, define it. Define it. We said, spoke about this the other day. I think Rabbi Kalish also says he doesn't like when guys say, oh, I'm bugging out, I'm, tri- I'm tri- tripping out, I'm bugging out. What, what does that mean? Define what's going on. When you define what's going on, then it's not bigger than you. Fear and all these things come from like, I don't know what it is, it's bigger than me, it's this big thing. When you say, this is what it is. When I speak to this person, I feel threatened by him. I feel that he's looking down at me. I feel that he thinks he's an egomaniac. I think that, whatever it is, I get anxiety when I do this. What does that mean? I feel nervous. What are you nervous about? Well, I think that someone's going to reject me, right? Get up to speak in public, right? Uh, I have anxiety. What does that mean? Yeah, first of all, it's one of the most common things that people have. Well, I'm nervous that what? That people are going to be judging me. Maybe they'll reject me. Maybe they'll look at me like I'm weird. Uh, Okay, good. That's normal. You get up in front of a crowd. You You have 50 people looking at you. Yeah, they are judging you. Not in a bad way. They're just... Judging you, and if you say something stupid, they will say that this guy might be a little bit stupid. So it's very appropriate. But if you just say like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bugging out. So the more you define it, the more you define it, the more you break it down. Those words mean the more you really get down to the nitty gritty of what it is, then you begin to get to work. But great question, Avrami. Yes, Yuda. Give it, name it. Correct. You don't name it. You don't name it. You don't name it. It says that that's one of the things that Adam Rishon did when he started off. And Bracious. He says that he gave names to everything. They say because Adam, man, is above everything. So that's why he gave, right? I think, I think it says what Rashi says. was an interesting Rashi, Chazal, that he was with all the animals. So there was like an equal. And then he called it a name. Meaning then he realized that I'm Adam. Right? They didn't shech, they didn't eat, they didn't eat animals until, until B'nai Noyach, until Noyach, after the Mabal. Because if Shaz, the animals had a status. The Nachash was hanging around, walking around. Animals were on a status. But once Adam Karalem Shame, it's like I own, right, I own it. Right? I own, I own you. I was just thinking, we learned yesterday, Yaakov, that could be a baby shot, that anyone who nicknames a friend and he, and he puts someone down by calling him Shorty or, or whatever you call him, Right, is the pshat? You're like, you're destroying the guy. You're limiting the guy. You're putting, you name it. Right, because it's. Right, you're limiting it. Very good. Exactly, you're limiting it, which is good, which is good when you limit it. But when someone says, "Oh, that's my name. That's not your name. That's who I am." We said this the other day in Shear. That's who I am. No, you're not. You don't know you. Your shame. Your shame. Your neshama. That's who you are. Is uh, is uh, you know, whatever they're gonna call you. Uh, whatever you know, you know by your last name. That's why I don't like when people call last names. You call uh, that guy. Whatever it is. That. Person has a name. Yes, Yehuda. So, uh, so first of all, thank you, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Without a reason. Yeah. It's not my shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Right. 
like this item. Very nice. But, but this person, they might be reacting in a certain way. They might be taking what you said in a certain way. Beautiful. 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 Yeah. I like that. Beautiful. Did everyone hear that? He's saying, Yehuda said, when you see someone wearing a cast, or someone who's in a wheelchair, then it's very clear that something is hurting them, and something is broken, that they're limited. That something is limiting them, or they, whatever it is. But when you, but, but internally, even if you don't see that, that, somebody could have that inside of him, and you don't know that. They're hurting, and they're, they're broken inside, so they also have that. Beautiful. Louder, guys, listen up. You louder, louder. You're talking too low. Come on, we want to hear you. It's wisdom. He's he's spitting fire. Loud, loud, Yuda. Not because it's Oxford, because what Yehuda said. Yeah, I'm listening. So, so in the textbook, right, right, psychopathology is a sort of mental illness, or yeah, disorders. Right. Right. They have research. Right. That most people that have an anxiety disorder. Right. So it came later in life through conditioning. Right. And when they explain that conditioning, it's right. the fact that every time that they had anxiety, mm-hmm. that they just kept it at the general level of anxiety. Right. And they didn't go into what the problem is. Beautiful. So far. Beautiful. Really awesome. Yeah, thank you. Right. Right. Correct. 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 Or write it out. Right. Write it out. Talk it out. Don't hold it. Thank you, Yehuda. Don't hold it. Don't hold it inside. Correct. That's the beauty of our yeshiva. It's the beauty of this. Is that we're not embarrassed. It's not not embarrassed. Not only we're not embarrassed, we're proud. Proud to talk. It's not even embarrassed. Like this is this is Yiddishkeit. This is Life. This is growth. Talking about these things. Talking, you know, Baruch Shem, we have all these things in the afternoon talking about anxiety. There is a group talking about anxiety of, of drinking and addictions, right? And, and why, why not? What, what are we embarrassed about? That's, that's if, if I'm struggling with something, then I'm, I'm, that's what Hashem gave me. That's what Hashem gave me, and, and I want to learn how to, how to make that uh, part of me and to, and to learn from that. And to grow from that, yeah, Rafa, you have time. I just want to disagree with what she was saying about yeah. using the word brainwash. Right. I think they were brain surgery. Yeah. Right. Rosh right. was brainwashing us. Okay, beautiful. So, okay, amen. Thank you. Rafi was saying when I said that we've been brainwashed, so he's saying that no, we weren't brainwashed. We were brain dirty. What we're doing over here is brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah. Planet, so yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my chef. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so great question, my Of course, uh, a, a big thinker. Um, getting into the nuance of, I know, uh, I know, in in, uh, in uh, gifts of imperfection, 
you know, Brene Brown speaks about the difference between happy and joy and all these things. I would look it up in a, in a, in a Latin, um, you know, where the words come from and see the differences between all these words and, and uh, right, 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 happy, being happy and it's a... Because you said that people chase what we believe is to be happy. Correct, correct. Right, exactly. Right. Right. So, so first of all, there's nothing wrong with chasing, with chasing it. Just it, it, number one, you you might never get it. Uh, so, right. And so it could be, it could be. And again, I, I don't I don't like saying a blank statement like this because I'm not getting into the word happiness and my definition, I'm, I don't wanna get into that now, but I've experienced, and I've experienced speaking to others that many times a person actually has everything that he needs to experience <coughs> happiness, quote unquote, but he's chasing something that he's calling happy, that's not true. We Whole, he's not going to become. He'll realize that he already is. I'm already happy. Like, oh, whoa, that, that is what it is. Good, good. So we're not going to right now in one sentence say what it is, but I'm saying there are components to it. Giving, growing, right? You can read books on it. Look into it. Right? Look into it. Give us, you'll give us a good uh, you know, report on it. Explain it for real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Sounds like again, the Diak in the, in the uh, you know, what's it called? Declaration of Independence. Okay, let, let's continue. There's one more because I want to say that the halachas is beautiful. It's, oh, Rabbi C, you had something, yes. Ben, okay. Take your time. Well, Avrami, I just want to say, Avrami Fogel, we started off, Shkoch um, Avrami Fogel, we started off, I started off, you sent out two beautiful quotes. Um, I don't know when it was, but I saw them. Right uh, about uh, uh, living a, ne- a negative. I read it from the quote. Right, a negative mind doesn't create a positive life. I love that. I love that. We start off saying that, and just to tell you why that's true, just to to say the lumbus of it, is because your life is a lot your mind. So how could I have a negative mind and have a positive life if my mind and my the way I think is actually my life. So that's why. And it's hagufa, it's, it's hainu hach, and, 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 uh, as we say. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi, Ben. No idea where we are here. Just two quick stuff. One is that when I think of anxiety, I like to think of kind of like a shadow, and a lot of times the shadows would be really big and scary, but right. at the end of the day, sometimes it's really small, happy, and Right, beautiful. If you say that and you know what it is, then it's much more easy to deal with. Correct. Correct. Also, Beautiful. Also, question about accepting versus fighting anxiety. Yes. Friday night, I think last week or a couple weeks ago, I was like by the big meal, and I wasn't vibing out there, and I was bugging. I was right. having anxiety. Vibing and out and bugging out. Uh, exactly. Yeah, good. I was having anxiety, and I was like, I'm not vibing here. So I could have said that I'm, gonna, I'm accepting that I'm not vibing, and I'm going to go eat the meal somewhere else. So I went to the sukkah. Um, like a small sucker there, and the guys reading the meal there ended up being an amazing deal, and I loved it. Right. But was that, and in my mind, I found that as accepting anxiety, right. I accepted it, right. so I'm able to leave. 
But I was talking to someone there, and he said no, that was running away from it. But in right. my mind, like I'm looking at it, right. would it fighting my anxiety be staying? Yeah, yeah, you have to know, yeah, so it's funny because you said I ended up being great over there. You didn't end up, you were creating the situation for yourself. We don't end up, you were looking for that. So yeah, every case is different. It's hard to say in this case, yeah, always stay, fight it. You got to know where you are, who you are, what's going on, when, circumstances, how you're doing. There are a million, uh, more than a million. There's an infinite amount of variables as to what to do. But beautiful, beautiful, Ben. I love that. Beautiful. That's Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, so I came in late, but I'm here to hear you. Who are talking about judging and seeing other people yeah. in a good way and not understanding? So mm-hmm. this happened to me last night, and I, and I was excited to share. Um, I was at a, a shear, a public shear, and one of the people there is someone that's in the close circles in a lot of show, a single guy, and uh, he, he, took, he, bought, he bought a garinim, and he was giving it out, and we were all munching on it, and in midway, he took it and put it back in the bag. So I told him, I said, we still want to have garinim. So he's like, sorry, I, I'm, that's it. And my immediate reaction was like, you ungrateful, you live in our hands, and that was the expectation. But I got really frustrated, and that's a different problem for this. So I came over at night after the shear, and I said, I just want to tell you, I think you have to work on this thing. Just realize how much you get, and not because we don't, no one does it for that but you have an issue that you're doing the reverse of what you get. So he said to me, he said, why don't you see that I gave in the first place something that I have a problem with? And I was like, wow. Like, and, and that doesn't mean I don't have a point. But <laughs> of course, just, let's see. I Come walked on, up from my house and I was Beautiful. like, wow. I'm here sitting judging him and he is fully hearted. He did the greatest Beautiful. thing, just handing out a half of it. Thank you for sharing. I respect, I respect you. I respect you sharing your your personal, uh, you know, challenges with that. Also, I, I respect that very much. You remind me of that famous story of the Kleisenberger Rebbe. Many of you here have heard this from me uh, many times. Of uh, of uh, the Kleisenberger Rebbe was was known for um, his helping people after the war who had trouble with God, with Hashem, obviously when they uh, saw their families murdered uh, and killed and they would come to him and say, how could you believe in God, right? Rabbi, you know, he himself went through it and one of the famous stories that they say, and this reminds me of what Rabbi Tzvi is saying, is that uh, someone says, I saw a, a friend of mine take his grandmother's sitter and give it away for this little tiny piece of bread. And I said, that's, look how low we've become. He gave his grandmother's, you know, uh, you know, tear rent uh, sitter for this little stupid morsel of bread. So the Rebbe said to him, that is so unbelievable. He says, no one inspired me about the, about the, the camps. I remember watching someone give away his little piece of bread for a sitter. So, 
Okay. The person saw the, the, this person giving away the sitter for a piece of bread. The Rebbe saw somebody giving away a piece of bread for a sitter. So I'm just saying what Rabbi Tzvi is saying. It's all how you're going to look at the story. You can look at the story, and again, I'm not trying to ju- jump on you. I'm saying you can look at the story to say, this guy pulled back his garinim. Or you could say, wow, this guy gave us the garinim to begin with. I think that's what, what Rabbi Tzvi is saying. Ellie, you have a... Oh, I thought you were Hamilton. Sorry. Okay, beautiful. What a great way to start off our day. A great way to start off our day is that, is that we want the day... They say, I heard this from my shver, a chacham, a chacham is chetzi kos male. Chetzi kos male. When you look at things half full and you try and find, and it's hard, you try and find the good. That's all we could do is try and find the good. We don't have to find it. You could try and try and search for it. When you try and find the good, guaranteed, you will eventually find it. It might take you more than a day. It might take you more than a week. It might take you a while. But if your mission, I want to say this also, as we'll say the halachas in Lashon Hara, when you go ahead and your life is finding the good, then that's what your life is. That's what your thought process is to try and make things great, to try and look at the good, to try and not be bothered by things, and to try and work on yourself. That's where happiness and that's where all the things we're talking about come from. So um, with that in mind, let's just learn the halacha quickly. Lashon hara is forbidden even when you include yourself. Including yourself in the Lashon hara. You're not allowed to talk negatively about someone even if you include yourself in the Lashon hara. For example, all of us siblings, let's say you just say, say to somebody, me and all my, oh, we're all lazy. We all have trouble, right? We all have trouble... Um, you know, uh, with our finances. All of us have financial problems. Even all of us have, all of us are, what? Even if you're just explaining like a Well, if you're including, well, you're, you're including yourself and saying, yeah, all of us. What do you mean? You're, you're, ne- you're now incriminated, not incriminated, you spoke negatively about your siblings. You say, oh, yeah, oh, you think I'm, uh, I'm a little bit loud? Uh, you know, our whole family is loud. So you're not allowed to say that, even though you're including yourself. All of us siblings, he says, are a bit lazy. Says the Chavetz Chaim, you're not allowed to say that. Because you're thinking, what's the big deal? I'm including myself. You're not allowed to do that. Okay. Also, another example is you refer to someone by an extreme description. Referring to someone by an extreme description is another form of Lashnara. Words like very, to, T-O-O, and so can change an innocent statement into a dangerous statement. For example, my sister is more to the quiet side. Right? That's fine. Well, by the way, we're page uh, 81, day 29. My sister's is a little bit to the quiet side. Anything wrong with that? Thumbs up. Nothing wrong with that. If you say, my sister is too quiet, she's a little too quiet, that you're not going to say. Right? You say, so quiet. My father knows how to discipline. That would be fine. My father knows how to discipline us. If you want to say, my father's a little bit too strict, that already is moving it you know, to the, uh, to the, to the, you're not allowed to say that. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll learn a little Mesil Sisharim together, even though this whole shir has been a mixture of Mesil Sisharim and everything, life. It's working about life. Any question, comments? Yes. Yeah. That's in regards to her kings and that's 
Good question. So as you'll see, as we talk about a lot, venting, opening up, having someone you speak to, to work on yourself is 100%. It's not only that, for the listener, it's a mitzvah, Chavetz Chaim says. If someone's opening up to you, we're talking about just sitting around, you know, bashing somebody. You know, just saying, oh, 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 oh. There, there's no, what? Fine line. For 100%, it is. It is, it is. But if you know someone, if you have a Rebbe, you have a therapist, you have a close friend, you have a, even a close sibling who you know, I'm not doing this to bash mom and dad. I'm not doing this to bash, right? But, but I'm doing, good. So you, so yeah, you want to be, be sensitive, but sometimes you might need to get it out. If you need to get it out and you're not doing it in a form of just saying whatever you're saying and not working on it and saying they're the problem, but you're really doing it to help yourself, that's fine. They will, we'll speak more about it. But, that's a good, but just to answer your question, yes. There are very clear times where you're allowed to and you have to. Daiga Blavish Yesichena, right? So Pasuk says, you need to speak it out. Just the question is who to speak it out to, when to speak it out, how to speak it out. Okay. Yes, that's not Lashon That's not Lashon Hara. That's not considered Lashon Hara. Gosh, what? Yeah, you know Lashon Hara is. We we know Lashon Hara is. We know how you feel afterwards. Also, a lot of it, Moshe, a lot of it is how you feel after it. When a person feels after it, you feel like you know, you know, you feel, you know, not like oh, good, I got him, but you understand, relieved. You feel yourself. Oh, I understand myself. Maybe it's actually more about me. It's maybe. Yeah, yeah. You can start with that 100%. Beautiful. With that sensitivity, you're fine. Exactly. 100%. You have to be careful. But if you're talking to someone, Litoelis, to really work on yourself and to really this, it's fine. I mean, I'm not talking about just stom anybody. You're talking, you, you, you know who, who that is. Yes, Rabbi Ackerman. In that case, it's a harder challenge for the guy listening. Right. Not be macabre. Very good. Well said, Rabbi Ackerman. I, I just heard right. information. Beautiful. Well said, Rabbi Ackerman. Right. Rabbi Ackerman, guys, Rabbi Ackerman, this is very important. Rabbi Ackerman is saying, as the listener, you have to be more careful. Because the giver, the giver is saying it maybe to vent. But if I'm listening to my friend vent, so I have to say like, oh, well, maybe it's not really 100% true. And you can't let him know that either. Right, you got juicy information. Also, you're right. But you can't also listen and say like, ah, maybe it's not true. He's like, what, what, you don't believe me? You don't believe me? You have to, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Could be. It depends who it is. Could be. That's what he says. He'll say it's a mitzvah, an obligation. If he can handle it, like Rabbi Ackerman saying, you have to know yourself. Beautiful. It's so beautiful to talk about this. Hashem will help each and every one of us. We're going to learn a few lines. I want to finish up the first parak, at least uh, in general, of Nasil Sisharim, is that Hashem will help all of us to find the good, to search for the good, to look for the good, and to remember. It's never the other person. I know it's hard to hear that. It's ne- it doesn't mean the other person can't be annoying and difficult and hard and, and a pain in the neck and whatever it might be. And like Ben was saying before, sometimes you just got to remove yourself from that person. Sometimes you got to switch rooms. A person sits there for his whole months. You know, my roommate this, my roommate this, my roommate that, my roommate this. Good. It could be your roommate is, uh, is, 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 is your problem. So I got an answer for you. I have an advice for you. So either figure out how to understand yourself through your roommate or get out of the room. Just get out of the room and, and, and go weiter, go forward. But to sit there, you know, what's harder is when you deal with parents and you deal with 
um, uh, you know, people, siblings, and there's pain that you have, you know, there it's a little bit harder because you can't say, okay, you know, get new parents, you know, or, you know, you, 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 that, that's something that you're forced more to deal with to say, wait, 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 maybe, you know, maybe it's me, you know, and that's a mature thing to start doing, and it's a hard thing to start doing, to start saying that, you know what, maybe, maybe it is me, you know, we've had this, uh, last year I remember speaking about this, like maybe I was a little bit of a wild kid, maybe, maybe my, I was climbing the walls, and maybe I was a little bit difficult, and again, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, it's easy to resolve challenges with parents and children, it's a, it, it could sometimes be a lifetime pursuit, but the earlier, the earlier, the earlier you could separate yourself and you can understand yourself and say, how could I learn to be a better son? Not how could my father be a better father? A lot of times we're focused on, how can my mother be a better mother? How can my father be a better father? No, how could I be a better son? A lot of times we do that, God willing, you'll see in marriage as well. Oh, if my wife would be a better wife, if my spouse was better, if my child would only dot, dot, dot. No, no. How could I be? It doesn't mean that there might not be issues. There might not be problems. But how could I be a better husband? How could I be a better father? How could I be a better son? When you're focused on that, then you live a different, a, a different world. You're, you're living on a different planet than the guy who's saying, you know, when is that person going to do for me? No. How can I do for that person? What can I do for that person? So Hashem will help us all not speak any Lashon Hara, not hear any Lashon Hara, and to see the good in everyone, and to, to have an amazing day, as we always say, right? Amazing life, but your amazing life, as Avrami told us this morning, that your life is right now what's in your mind. It's in your head. So uh, try and make it more positive and loving for yourself and, and all the Jewish people. Amen. Let's finish up the first parrot. Basically, in a nutshell, even though it's hard to do a nutshell in the Silsi Sharim. But we said yesterday, I'm, I'm going to end off with this, just a few lines, where the Ramchal taught us in the first parak. The theme of the first parak of the Ramchal, of the Silsi Sharim. The theme is... I would say two themes. Number one is that your, your, your clarity and your constant clarification of purpose. A person needs to have constant, consistent, persistent clarification of my life. Right? Avrami, I'm going to ask you a question. Right? If the pshat is... Right? The Ramchal says, right, that I have to clarify my life and if my thoughts are my life, so then it means I want to be constantly clarifying my thoughts. And the more I'm constantly clarifying, wait, what am I about to do? Why am I in Yeshiva this morning? Why am I in Mesil Zisharim? Why am I going to learn Torah? Why am I going to Davin? Why am I here? Why am I on this planet? Why do I feel this way? Why am I? And the more you ask that question, the more you clarify that question, the stronger and the more you'll get in tune to who you are and the more you'll realize that, guess what? You are in full, full control. You can take full responsibility to live the life, to live the life, to think the thoughts that you want to think. 
as the tzaddikim said, a person is where his mind is. You are where your mind is. That's where you are. That's number one. Obviously, I'm making it very, very uh, short and not doing justice to the Mesil Sisharim, but I want to finish up the parak. And the second thing that we have to remember is that it's not about now. And I want to say that's so important. It's not about now. Life is real, which means that life, people die. People die. People get sick, Rahman al-Utzlan. People die. You don't know how long you have on this planet. And the more you think about death, it's not a bad thing to think about death. It's a great thing to think about death. Now, I'm not saying a guy who's sitting around and he's depressed and he's and blah, blah, blah. He ain't thinking about death. Again, I'm not getting to someone who's clinically, clinically depressed and I'm not, I'm not talking about that person. I'm saying a guy who's sitting around doing nothing, I'm so depressed. He's not thinking about death, I promise you. Because if you had a certain amount of time to live on this planet, you would, you would get moving. The reason we can lazy around is, oh, I'm only 18, I'm only 19, I'm only 20, I'm only 40, I'm only 40, whatever, whatever age you're going to say, you say, I got more time. You don't know how much time you have. Nobody here knows how much time they have. And the more a person is aware that life is not about here. Life is bigger than here. It doesn't mean, and Ramchal says it straight out, right, Yehuda, what does he say at the end? He says the purpose of all of the beautiful things in this world, to eat, to drink, to sleep, to relax. And Baruch Hashem, we live in a, in a world like that. We're not living a hundred years ago or fifty years ago where we're eating potatoes, peels. Well, we're living in a time where oh, we don't have meals and we have to go plow the field and we have to pray for the rain because if we don't have rain, we're not eating. I've got to hunt my animals. We're living in a time in abundance. The purpose of that abundance is so that we don't have to think about anything except for getting to work on myself and connecting to a bigger purpose. A bigger purpose of what life is about and my neshama. You know, when you think about it, a lot of times I speak to guys, they talk, they talk about, what am I doing? They talk about marriage and their children and the next generation. Well, you know how fast, you know, you know what that means? That means when you're 40, when you're 50, that's where, and what about you? What about you? What about you? Do you want your children to just live their life? Now, it's beautiful to live your life for your wife and your children and the future, but what about me? What's my, you're not buried with, with in, a, in a thing. I'm sorry to be so graphic. Well, it's okay, no, I'm happy to be graphic. Person's not buried in, with his wife and his children. Person's buried alone. Person's born alone, and a person dies alone. And the bottom line is, the bottom line is, Hashem created you. Hashem created you for a very clear purpose. And that purpose is a big, big, big purpose. It's a greater purpose than just making sure that you're going to have money in the bank, make sure you're going to have your cars and your driveway and your house. And again, I, I, I give everybody here a bracha, a humble blessing, that you'll have money in the bank, you'll have your cars, you'll have whatever you need. Amen. You'll have, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoting not to have whatever you need. But I'm saying focus on bigger and better. When you focus on your neshama, when you focus on Hashem, when you focus on the Torah, when you focus on being a giver, when you focus on, and I would ask yourself that question. I would ask, I would ask yourself that question. 
How can I be a person who's a, a, a greater giver to, to, to the person next to me? I remember a conversation, I'll end off with this, that uh, actually question comments, and I'll end off with this, uh, with this point. Question comments. Yes? Um, you said that you should always be a constant thought about your, your purpose. For right. Consistent. Uh, you did you're just saying he's saying you're constantly thinking about what your purpose is he's saying well when are you when are you going to be doing it so obviously of course thank you for the clarification of course the people the people who are who are met how say like this measure twice cut once what does that mean what it means is the more you're clear about what your goals are the more you'll cut through everything very smoothly, clearly, and focused. So yes, yes, 100%. Oh, gosh, yeah. Say. Oh, okay. The, 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 I, I, on what you did just say, the more, I promise everybody here, if you're lack, and this, this is very important, I'm, thank you for saying this, if you're not motivated, if you're not motivated, your lack of motivation many times comes from your lack of clarity of why I'm doing what I'm doing and what my clear goals are. Uli Yishrei Lev Simcha. When I'm focused, Amalek is Suffolk. Eh, I'm not really sure. When I'm sure that this is what I'm doing, then I do it and I get to work. The more I clarify and the more I crystallize, this is what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. The more you're, you get busy doing it. When you're besuffic, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure, right? No one gets out of bed. No one says, oh, I happen to have gotten out of bed. When you know you're getting out of bed, you could, you could get four hours of sleep, you can get 10 hours of sleep, you can get two hours of sleep. When you know I'm getting out of bed, you're getting out of bed. It might be hard to get out of bed physically, but like I always say, it's not about getting out of bed, it's about getting out of your head. And if you have clarity, this is what I'm doing, Right? I don't know if you guys know Michael Aaron-Troy over here, a tzaddik over here. Michael, yeah. Where are you? Are you where? Michael Aaron-Troy has been sitting there. He's been sitting since the beginning of this month, listening to Masil Sharm. Where, where are you? How long do you have to travel to get here every day, Michael? Two hours. He travels two hours. He's here for Shachras. He's here before Shachras. Two hours. How old are you? 35, Michael? He's 18 years old, right? That's a man on a mission. That's a man. That's a man, right? That's a, that's a man. That's a man sitting there who is very clear. I, I, it's not like we spoke about that, that he's very clear. I, I know it because in order to take a two-hour ride to sit in yeshiva at 18 years old, that means he is very clear about what he wants what he wants to do. And the more clear, clear he'll be, and all of us will be, the easier it is. Because what's the shila? I have no suffolk. I have no, I, have no, I have no question in my mind that, I, that my brain, to, to quote Rabrafio here, that my brain has been brain dirtied. I have no question in my mind. That's not a, I have no suffolk that my mind has been contaminated. Been contaminated. 
been contaminated. And I didn't grow up with an iPhone. I didn't grow up with any of the stuff that you grew up with, that you're growing up with. And my mind was contaminated. Contaminated, contaminated, contaminated. And I know my only way of sanity. I know this like I know the fact that my lips are moving right now. And that I'm standing here. Right? I have no suffix that I'm standing here. I'm not, I'm not watching a movie. I'm here. Just like I know I'm here, I know that without this, without Torah, without Masil Sisharim, I'm, 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 I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Hollywood telling me what life's about. I'm gonna have, I didn't even have SpongeBob. I didn't even grow up with SpongeBob. And Arthur. And I don't let my kids watch Arthur. Similarities to SpongeBob. Right? Why? Because if, you're, if, you're, if you don't have clarity, and I have that clarity, and when I don't do this, a day I don't do it. Two days I don't do it. Three days I don't do it. Chas v'shalom. Sometimes it goes like that. I feel the contamination in my head. I feel it. So you did, yeah. Thank you, of course, for inspiring. And Michael, for that point, is that, is that yes, the more you, yeah, of course, you're, you're, the difference between us and the, and the, and the Havdal. Right, someone sitting there, um, 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 all day, clarifying. Right, we we do. We are almanas lasos. But you will do. You will do. The more clarity you have, Josh. Yes, I will have to say my other point another time. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. See. So, Right, so you, uh, Josh, come on. You're a Sayeret Mata. I would ask you that question, Josh. Josh, come on. Josh, Josh, go. Guys, it's a joke to even. Josh, come on. I mean, I don't mean to. I, I'm saying, I don't know. You'll clarify the goals. You'll figure it out. Do the thing. Do it. Try it. You'll mess up. You'll do it again. I'm saying, right? You spit, right? Every goal that we make, right? I like saying this because I, I think it's important. A lot of times, right, the Chevra, they write a schedule. And they write it, and they write it. We love to write schedules. You write a schedule, right? Rip up that schedule. If three days later, you have to do a different schedule and write up another one. And if you have to rip that one up, I've written, I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of notebooks of new schedules and new schedules and new schedules. We're waiting to write that perfect schedule that I will live with from now for the rest of my life. That's called death. It doesn't work like that. And just wait till you're married and you have kids, right? Uh, excuse me, son. I'm, I'm in the middle of my schedule. Excuse me, honey. We can't have this conversation now. Well, let me say better. I can't listen to you right now, honey, because I have to keep my schedule, right? Get the frying pan out. And you deserve it on that one. You deserve it for that one. Schedule, schedule, schedule. What you have to schedule in, what you have to schedule in is the fact that I have to be flexible with my schedule. And that's what I was telling to Maishi. We had a great conversation the other day, right? That line, that's where the persistency over consistency comes from. It's not about being consistent. And I might have said that, and I, I, I hopped that I said that. To consistently clarify, it is true, but the point is to be persistent about clarifying what my goals are. And Josh, that will answer your question as well. Because if my persistence is my goals, my clarity, so if I'm a little bit unclear about this goal, I'll analyze it and go on to goal number two, whatever, whatever I have to do. Hashem should help us all. Ashrenu matov chalkenu. It's another week, another week gone by, everybody.
It went by quick. It's another week, and then God willing, another week, and then we're approaching, believe it or not, we're approaching Kislev, which means we're approaching Hanukkah. Yes, believe it or not. I promise you guys, the older you are, the quicker it goes. And that means from 18 to 19 to 20. Wait till you get to my age. You got to wear a seatbelt because you're going 180 miles per hour. But I'm telling you guys, it goes by quick. Take advantage of your time here. Take advantage of the base medrash. This is where you're going to grow and grow and grow. This is where you're going to hear this talk. This is where you're going to have conversations about growth and growth and change. The more time you could just the more time you can hang around we are blessed this year I have to say it publicly we are so blessed to have our own ark our own Noah's ark this is the Tevas Noah I specifically had that in mind Rabbi Tzvi right, right? This, this, is, this is our Teva from the brain contamination this is a place where you can breathe oxygen of what life is about and especially in our yeshiva. Because our yeshiva is not about anything more than you growing to be the best you that you can be. It's not about what you wear. It's not what you look like on the outside. We're not interested in that. It's not, that's not, that doesn't do it. That doesn't do it for us. We want more than that. We want the inside. To work out is hard enough. We like working in. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha to have a strong weekend because there's a Thursday still left. There's a Friday. Friday's also a day. Shabbos. Shabbos is holy. And if you struggle with Shabbos, struggle with Shabbos, read about Shabbos. Learn about Shabbos. It's the old question. Oh, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. What do you know about Shabbos? Probably whatever you grew up with or, or what you're disconnected to it. So learn about it. There are svarim that are written dafka on the whole. There's a whole masechta. Speak to Rabbi Shvis Klar. Speak to Rabbi Norden. Speak to people. Speak to Rabbi Regensburg. People, including many people, you learn a whole masechta Shabbos. First, learn the whole masechta Shabbos. Then you'll know maybe a little bit about Shabbos. Read books about Shabbos. Shabbos is everything. It's everything. It's everything. And if you don't think it's everything, then figure out how I can understand. Oh, I was looking for you. Speak to Menachem Dubin. Speak to Menachem Dubin, yeah. Menachem Dubin. Speak to Menachem Dubin about Shabbos. Get, get, get obsessed with Shabbos. I promise you. It'll change. Not only your life, not, won't only change uh, who knows what happens after 120. You don't mess with, by the way, for anyone who messes, you don't mess with Shabbos. Don't mess with Shabbos. You can mess with other things. It's like mess, if you're, if you're messing with Lush and Hara and Shabbos, start with those. Start with those. Start with focusing on Shabbos. And it doesn't mean that you have to go ahead and be dancing and singing Zmiros. Learn about it. It's only, the, it's only like Shabbos. It's only like the Jewish people in Shabbos. It's only like, the, you know, Chila. It's only like everything. So figure it out. So we have a weekend. We got time. Take, I, 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 I beg of all of us, myself included, take advantage that Sunday. Think about Sunday. Think about how I'm going to have a great week next week. Propel yourself. Strengthen yourself. Hashem will help us have an amazing day. Create an amazing day. Amazing week. Thank you. I have to thank Hashem and thank all of you for it. Really. I said I was going to give a schmooze last night to the older Hever, the third 
fourth year guys, I said, Baruch Hashem, I feel such a strength in yeshiva. I feel such a power in yeshiva starting off the Zman. And let's go from chayil al chayil. Let's go from strength to strength. Let's get stronger. For all those workout guys, you know, right? Effie, 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 yeah. Effie's bigness is, 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 it pales in comparison to, his, to what he works on in the inside. Pales is nothing, nothing, nothing in there, right? And you know what, you, how does it work with, with working out? The, those who work out keep on, every day you're working out more. A week, a week afterwards you're doing more, you're not doing less. So let us strengthen ourselves, let us, let us get stronger and stronger. Have an amazing day, everybody. Shkoch. Oh,